But most importantly, there is something poetic about a 39-year-old man winning New Artist of the Year. I don't know where you're at in your life or what you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going, baby. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. I want to tell you that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Because what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Let's party, Nashville! Yes, the windshield is bigger than the rear view for a reason. What is going on, people? Welcome back to another edition of the Accidentally on Papers podcast. Man, I hope everybody had a blessed, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving break. If you were home visiting from college or work, if you live out of state, uh, pray that your travels to and from were blessed and safe. Everybody is healthy and whole. Man, that was... So touching and, and uh, inspiring in a way. Definitely going to talk uh, about motivation today. A few other things, but uh, yeah, y'all go ahead and hit that like, share, subscribe button. Accidentally on purpose is available everywhere your podcasts are heard and found. Yep, it's me, Keenan. Uh, you can follow me at one Keenan Hall or Accidental Purpose Pod everywhere. Where we uh, explore the intricacies of life, love, and growth through candid conversation and uh, through thought-provoking conversations. And we try to live intentionally, even when life seems accidental. So, brother, at the beginning of the show was uh, the best new country uh, artist. It goes by the name Jelly Roll. I, I, I saw him on a show and on YouTube doing a lot of covers and bro can like really sing. He can really, really blow so uh, although I'm not a um, country music fan or or you know advocate of that side of things for obvious reasons, uh, the music is good, uh, keeping race and politics out of it, and I appreciate the message because I don't know. I guess over the past week I've been doing a lot of uh, reflecting on myself, and I'm very uh, humble and modest, but I think I gotta. Address a, a well, not address, but you know, just let it be known. I'm proud of me and the things that I have accomplished, and I just want to uh, impact those that you know may need a little bit of uh, motivation or second guessing. You know, you and I and everyone else, we are uh, here for a reason. So, man, getting on that, he said, uh, the review mirror. I mean, the windshield is bigger than the review mirror for a reason. And that is a fact, man. We can never, you know, look ahead if we're constantly looking behind. And I know that to be true just from personal experience. So, man, a lot going on in this world, like a lot. And I got a new episode that's going to follow this one with the homie Pierre. He is back and we're really going to dive into like relationships and um, ooh, current issues and uh, you know what's going on with it, uh, Diddy and uh, a host of other people that were accused of all kind of crazy stuff, and uh, yeah, we're gonna address that. But I uh, I actually came across so uh, via social media of a teacher or two that once told me that I was never going to amount to anything. And it's just kind of ironic that they're doing the same thing. And I think I don't, you know, I don't want to down talk nobody, but I'm doing okay for myself. I'm really doing fine. So uh, this past Friday, 
Um, you know what? Let me let me cue my music so we can get into this. Yeah. So this how y'all know I ain't gonna be before y'all long. <laughs> so uh, this past Saturday, actually, um, my high school. Shout out to the illustrious, um, the biggest, the best high school in the state of Indiana. Um, educationally and athletically Ben Davis They won their 10th State championship in football And you know I'm a proud alum But I really don't uh, I I don't I guess have a relationship With like administration and things like that uh, For one it's totally different Than when I was there A lot of, There's been a lot of turnover People have moved on to bigger and better things um, But you know I, I still uh, You know rep the, the west side and, and the school and very proud of the time that I was there but um I uh I saw one of the teachers actually two of them that uh told me that I was never going to amount to anything and those are those words verbatim um the first time it happened uh was first grade um that that teacher's no longer here but then it happened um on two other occasions when I was a freshman and when I was a senior. So it's just ironic to see, you know, those same people in places of leadership. And mind you, I was never a troubled child. I've never been in trouble with the law. I have uh, been suspended. I can count on one hand, like three fingers (laughs) to be exact. And uh, those were, I think, in junior high and in elementary school. I've never in high school, you know, I've never, uh, you know, I've just I don't know. I guess I was just reflecting on like what would warrant someone to say that to someone like me? You know, my grades were not the strongest, um, but, you know, I, I did my work um, never was involved in any mischief. Like I, I never got in one fight. Um, in high school Not in school that is <laughs> uh, I never was the one You know coming to class Smelling like weed or disrespecting teachers Or skipping school uh, I was so much of a square I would say I went to school on senior skip day And I was an athlete So um, This all came about When I quit The uh, football team Um Football was king at our school, but I mean we're so dominant and good in every other sport. Like last year, they won the uh, the state championship in basketball. They went undefeated. Uh, when I was there, we finished uh, third in the state. We should have won, but you know a couple of my teammates did some things that they they shouldn't have done the night before, so it didn't work out for us. But we still finished uh, ranked number two in the country, uh, right behind Long Beach Poly. Um, that year of 2006 And um, Yeah so I, I say all that to say As I was reflecting And I'm seeing these these two individuals On uh, X Formerly known as Twitter I, I just chuckled um, And I just really had to reflect And really thank God where I'm at Because there's a lot of politics In school If you are a student athlete If you are uh, a big time caliber student athlete like I once was um, in school, then you deal with a lot of pressures. Um, And one of these pressures was, 
if you don't play the sport we like how you how we want you to play it we're going to shun you um and this is why i say you can't be a one-trick pony you gotta play multiple sports so here's a story senior year um well going into senior year I tried to transfer to another school to play basketball. Uh, basketball is my favorite sport to this day. Uh, in high school, I was very nice at it. Uh, I'm not sure how far I could have went, but, um, you know, uh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> so in doing so, I was I turned 18 the summer of my senior year, um, like a good amount of people. Never been held back or nothing like that. You know, that's just the way the birthdays fail. And um, I think in, in the state of Indiana, we started school um, at the age of six. And if you didn't turn that age by like September or something like that, then you had to wait the following year. Um, so that's what I went through. So um, I tried to enroll at, a, at another school on the west side. Uh, I was playing summer ball, AAU, AAU ball with... Um, a certain team I'm not gonna use um, Any names Because I don't know um, If these people Want to be outed Or whatever But um, Yeah And I was killing You know I, I, We played uh, Some good amount of teams That had NBA talent And some of those players Are in the NBA today um, Just You know Go look up NBA players Currently playing From Indianapolis um, If they are around You know 34 33 To 36 I would say uh, they were either on my team um, Or I played against them uh, That summer You know I kind of did well Held my own Next thing I know uh, I, I unenrolled myself at my current school Because A um, few things had went left I ended up quitting the football team For one um, The head coach that I grew up on there He retired And when they got the new coach They was running his offense That did not fit me And I was not just about to be running around Blocking not getting the ball You know what I'm saying Like it's just, It was a lot of, a lot of politics and I, and I saw the way that certain football players were treated um, And when I say certain I mean the, the good black ones That were You know Put on a pedestal And If they stepped outside of the realm of doing whatever they wanted the They mean being administration or coaches they, you know, they, they shunned them, you know, and I actually, I'm not mad at that because it kind of prepared me for life. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Uh, money talks, bullshit walks. That's what happens. It's a business at the end of the day, especially high school sports today. It's really a business. So I end up leaving that. Um, I've always been very outspoken, you know, growing up with the parents that I had, being, you know, from the South, way, raised with Southern values in the Midwest and to be outspoken and you know, just a proud black man, young black man at that time that I am uh, and was. Uh, a lot of the core values just didn't align with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always wonder, do these people really care? So, um, stop, stop playing football there. I didn't play ball for my high school team because we had a very old school coach. And I felt like, I felt like there was some uh, racial undertones that, um, just the way he would coach the certain things he wanted to do and you know certain privileges that he would give certain players that were not of the same hue as I but did not have the same athletic ability as myself and others I wasn't even the nicest one wasn't even close to it honestly the nicest ones that was on that, that could really hoop they was in the street um 
so that's how that went. So, you know, I'm gaining a sense of independence uh, going into my senior year. Uh, I had a job. I had a car. You know, I, I felt I, I think I was pretty mature. You know, I don't think my parents would have gave me those things or or helped me pay for those things um, if I was just this, you know, riding insecure child. So. I try to enroll in this school and um, everything's going well. I'm, I'm gearing up to start in August. And, and next thing I know, uh, somehow the, the track coach and the football coach um, talked to my mom. and They called the state and told them that I didn't live in the district. And if I did this, I had to sit out a year uh, because I didn't live in the district. Mind you, the school was 12 minutes down the street, if that. And people did it all the time, you know, because the schools were so close. Um, people did it all the time. They went to different schools and used different addresses. But because I was who I was, the caliber athlete I was, it was a problem. Um, so I'll never forget. I'm in uh, English class. And, you know, I showed up for fall conditioning for uh for football because I, I I didn't do it in the summer. I was doing summer track and summer AAU basketball all summer. So, uh, you know, my my position was demoted. I should have been, you know, starting this, that, and the third. <clears throat> and I had class with a teacher who was my English teacher. And we kind of got into it. I don't know what we got into it over, but it was probably something petty, you know, as a, as a senior, as I reflect back and think about this. And... The words came out, and this is why you'll never amount to anything. It came out of his mouth. I said, okay, all right. Didn't say nothing, didn't back talk, didn't do anything, just said, okay, cool. Um, later on that, that semester, uh, I had a run-in uh, right before I quit the football team, like for good, for good, with, I guess she was a trainer, uh... I don't know what her significant significance was. I feel like she was a trainer. She was an she was an adult of authority, um, and something was going on with my back. Mainly, basically, I had to get adjusted. And uh, as I'm talking to her, I'm like, you know, I just I just don't know if this for me no more. I'm being honest. Like, I'm not really enjoying football. She's like, well, if you don't play, you're never going to amount to anything. I'm like, yo. What is this? You're never going to amount to anything. So that year, um, I used those words that came out of those people's mouths as motivation. And track has always been a thing of significance to me. It was my, I guess, my fallback. It wasn't the thing that I loved, but it was the thing that it was the tool that I was going to use to get out of the city that I was in because I, I just refused to be. Uh, you know, just another person that was um, born and raised, even though I wasn't born in Indiana, you know, just born and raised in the same city and and, and work in that city and just stay there. Um, and I owe that to my club coach, um, uh, Coach Henry, uh, Indy Racing Cheetahs. So, you know, when you run a club track, you, you travel, you travel around, um, you know your your area if you're fortunate enough you go to nationals and you and you make new friends and um you know i got to see new things and i was like this is cool man i really uh i really do like traveling and meeting new people and 
you know, uh, even though I'm competing with some of these people that, you know, we go back to the hotel and we're friends. We got things in common. Oh, I live in Indianapolis, but, you know, uh, you live in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. And, you know, we go through the same thing at our school. What's the lingo? You know, so I'm, I'm building friendships. And I owe that to Coach Henry Edwards with the Indy Racing Cheetahs, who, um, you know, took some kids from uh, middle class, lower middle class, upper middle class, very low class, you know what I'm saying? Lower class, I should say. In my city and gave us an outlet in the avenue to display our talents in the sport of track and field. And it unlocked something because that entire year, um, and I'll go to a, a, a deeper episode at a later date, I just used that for motivation. And I went literally from being, you know, a local kid that was a star to, um, well, to some, to an international kind of um uh i don't want to you know i don't want to say like i'm trying to be modest but basically i was really really good okay so that senior year um when i graduated i was a uh, state champion i was a shoot uh conference section region um champion state champion I was Indiana All-Star, Indy, Indiana uh, All-Star captain. I was the Midwest Media Champions champion. And then ultimately, I went on to win the Nike High School National Championship. I earned Nike All-American Honors. I earned USA Today All-American Honors and was ranked the number one long jumper in the country uh, for the class of 2006. Um, And there was some illustrious talent in my class. Uh, Robert Griffin III, who is a former NFL quarterback and standout star of his own right um, in hurdles and football at Baylor, uh, was in, in my class. Uh, Bryshawn Nellum, who is a, I believe he went Olympic gold medalist in a 4x4. He was in my class. And a host of others. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm leaving people out. But I use basically I use those words the whole year to fuel me and I would do things like skip last period to get an extra practice in um, just, you know, to sharpen my craft. And I just remember those things saying, um, you know, remember remember those words, you know, saying you're never going to be anything. You're never going to amount to anything unless you do it this way. And I am a walking living testimony that. You know, you you have to be an advocate of you first, uh, because if you let others control your destiny, then that is exactly what they will do. Um, they will control it. And ultimately, uh, I am a, just a product of my mother uh, praying, my mother's prayers and just using the, the gift that God gave me in alignment with him at all times. Because when you step outside of the alignment of God, uh Things typically don't work out for you. So I ended up getting these honors. And next thing I know, I'm getting all this love from the school. You know, people that have never spoken to me, teachers that have never spoken to me uh, or never said anything good to me, you know, are now congratulating me and and just giving me a different kind of, uh, you know, different kind of body language, a different kind of tone. And, you know, I thought it was funny at that time. And then next thing I know, I get a uh, some kind of like cover, I guess. And, and the article was uh, it was in the local newspaper, it was in India, India, uh, Indy Star. And it said, uh, uh, man, I forgot what the headlines. It was like local 
Local star is 2008 Olympic hopeful or something like that. And in that article, someone decided for me that I was going to the University of Southern Indiana, which is in Evansville, Indiana, a very small school. Didn't even have a track, uh, which was so far from the truth. Now, I did visit them my junior year because I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't, you know, really break out. You know, I had some I had pretty good numbers um, my junior year. I actually finished. Uh, I think I finished fourth at the uh, junior Olympics uh, my junior year. But I never said or confirmed I was going anywhere. And then uh, one of the football coaches tried to link me to another school. Uh, St. Francis, which is in Fort Wayne, is pretty much where all of the the good local talent go. They're in Marion, and it's like an NAIA school. It's not Division One, but you know, it, it was it's it just baffled me. How can a Nike High School All American and USA Today All American be subject be subjected to uh, schools? No shade to these schools, but. You know, uh, schools that were not, I guess, on my caliber of talent. Um, you know, I was jumping 24 feet, 25 feet, uh, sometimes in high school. And you go look at these conference championships and those conference champions that were seniors at these colleges were not even jumping, you know, saying those things. And it just went back to if you don't control, if you don't, if you're not an advocate for yourself, and you leave your hands and you know, or you leave your life in the hands of others, then they will ultimately control your destiny. Um, and I thank God that I was able to navigate that um, with the help of my mom asking questions and my dad really being an advocate, but not being one of them overbearing parents that, you know, thought they knew it all. And, and they kind of wanted to live vicariously through their children. Um, I really had free reigns and, um, you know, ultimately, I didn't have the grace to go Division One, um, although I was being recruited by everywhere. Um, so I had to go to a two-year school. I went the two-year route. Um, my freshman year, I won the uh, National Junior College Championships in the pentathlon, and uh, I was one of the few blacks to ever do that at that time. And um, I get more. in the way it works in JUCO, you, you know, junior college, you go for two years, and then you, you transfer to a four-year school. Um, so, you know, that happened, um, the coach I had ended up getting fired, still not sure what he did. So I ended up transferring to another Juco and that following year I went to nationals and I got runner up. Next thing you know, I'm at Texas A&M, I'm an NCAA regional champion. I'm an NCAA champion. Um, and then finished up my, my career being, you know, all SEC, uh, all American, uh, even signed a little, uh, pro deal for a little bit and competed and, and I've been I've been in uh, in houses that I've never should have been in I've sat at tables with CEOs and multimillionaires and and things that I never would have imagined had I went the other route um, because our steps are truly ordered and ordained by God before um, we were even thought of and I just had to reflect on man had I taken the advice of staying local and you know playing by their rules who knows what would have happened especially the city that i come from the haters that and the hatred for self that lives you know in the city that that i'm from who knows what happened you know I, i'm not sure if i would be here i'm not sure if i would be as successful as i am um and climbing the uh the ladder to success so man 
be a be your best advocate. Never put your life in someone's hands. You know, as the great poem Invictus says, uh, "I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul." And when you combine those with the alignment of what God has for you, you are going to be tremendously successful. And I think that's why I continue to see success is because I bet on myself. I believe in myself. Um, and I, I'm never just going to take someone's word uh, for something. So I just thought that was hella, hella interesting to see these same two individuals that are still in leadership positions putting these players that just won a state championship on the pedestal. And I pray that the players are making the right decisions for themselves. They have a great um, support system with parents and things. Um, because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's only inevitable that we all face tough times. And I, I just pray that, you know, young, young athletes, you know, wherever you're from, be your own be your own advocate advocate be your best advocate if you want to go to a power five school or you want to go out of the state or even if you want to stay you know in state that's fine too just do it on your terms you know never succumb to the vicarious thoughts of others because uh, ultimately you gotta you gotta walk them shoes you gotta run that race and that's why I love the sport of track and field so much because it's literally a metaphor for my life I stayed in my lane the times that I looked to the right or to the left when I was running my race, I tripped up. I done fell over a few hurdles. You know, I done scratched a few jumps. But when I'm focused, when I'm lasered in, don't nobody get to that finish line like me, man. And it's it's a it's such an amazing feeling to be unfuckwithable. Is a word I just made up. Yes, to be unfuckwithable when you are living in your truth and your purpose and the alignment of God. And you are your biggest advocate. So Kudos to me Accomplishing all that I've accomplished Multiple national championships uh, Sponsorships Endorsement deals And man uh, Seeing the world and, and, and positions of power And it's just been An amazing ride And I want to shout out Them two individuals From high school That told me I was never going to amount To anything uh, Because in actuality I amounted to the things that God had for me, not the things that you guys had for me. And with that being said, man, like, share, subscribe. We're everywhere. Podcasts are available accidentally on purpose. We are everywhere. And this episode will be followed up with a very, very impactful app episode with me and my guy, Pierre. He's back. And I'll talk to y'all in the meantime, in between time, man. Put, your, put value in yourself so we can put value in each other. And we'll have a value society. Peace.